Welcome to Just Relax, a podcast where we take that advice seriously. I'm Rachel. And I'm Heather. And we're just two millennials trying to chill out one experiment at a time. Just relax. Namaste. Hey. Oh, hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. That's a fucking um, lie. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, to be fair, like, I'm just going to dive right in before you even ask me traditionally. Sometimes I just want to fade away. Not in a way of dying or, you know, anything morbid, but I just want to, like, go be somewhere and not have anybody need anything from me and I'm sure Mm -hmm. parents feel that a lot more extremely Mm -hmm. because they actually like there's people who then need them to survive I just don't want to talk to anybody for like a couple days I just don't want to look at anybody I just want to be like in a serene state and have nothing to look at but like nature that'd be really nice wonderful yeah so nothing I'm not gonna pinpoint my stress anything it's just one of those times where I'm just like Life needs to just, like, chill. Like, I just want things to not be happening. I just want things to not. But then again, that sounds like, oh, I don't want to, like, negatively wish for things to stop. I just want them to slow down. Sure. I just need it's a break. It's just a busy, yeah. It's just a busy time. For sure. Blessing and a... Stress. Burden. Burden. I wouldn't call it a curse. Blessing and a burden. A little bit. Blessing with a side of stress to keep you humble. Yes, exactly. What's stressing you out this week? Uh, if we're being completely honest, actually, there is a little bit of stress. Uh, I was just about to be like, I'm not stressed at all. But summertime is always like weirdly stressful because for my entire life, I get to the point where it's like a few months before summer and I'm like, oh my God, summer, I'm going to have like nothing to do. It's going to be great. So like every single like plan that is proposed I say yes to and then before I know it my summer's like super fucking busy so it's just like it's just a really busy time which is Mm -hmm. fine um and that's just like the logistics of that is like slightly stressful you know what I mean just like making sure sure to like get places and things and because like even just today like um not to jump the gun on anything but I was like sort of kind of offered a job um through like with my brother and so I was talking to him and he was like yeah like uh they'll probably call you for an interview sometime next week and all I could think is like I'm literally busy Wednesday Thursday Friday next week like so I can't like go to like I can't go in for an interview so it's like uh, I hope they ask me to go in on Monday or Tuesday that'd be cool well usually when people reach out for an interview they're like oh when you're available when are you available for an interview like you know for sure you can usually like control that because they understand if they're cold calling you like you already have a life yeah most of the time if they're a good person to work for then they'll understand that's true yeah um yeah so it's just like little things like that right where like things come up and you're like oh one more thing oh one more thing cool one more thing um and there's there's pretty much like one fucking month left of summer and i'm like ah there's so many things i still need to do yeah I kind of feel that way too, but I mean, in Colorado, the past month has been, the weather's usually pretty fantastic. Like every day I wake up to sunshine and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, this is a perfect land of sunshine and I'm so happy. But then by like two or three in the afternoon, there's like a thunderstorm brewing. And then they're like, there's been some really bad lightning and thunderstorms lately. So I'm like, yeah, summer's cool and all, but all the time that it's like nice outside and warm and sunny that I want to be hanging by my pool, I have to be like inside working. And then when I'm done work, it's like storming. So I'm a little bit like, you know, I'm kind of wishing for that 70 degree mm. weather Fahrenheit. See how I'm changing now yeah. Fahrenheit or like 20 degree weather. But I want it to yeah. be comfortable because like it is it is pushing 100 degrees every single day. Ugh, that's gross. Slash 35 degrees Celsius. Um, quick check in. Let's quickly go over like the, you know how after we do a challenge, we say to each other like, oh, do you think you'll continue this? Is there a challenge that you've been continuing that you now have a different perspective on? Ooh, that's interesting. Um, I don't have a different perspective on CBD. It's still the same, but okay, still love- you, and that's why I brought it up. But oh, I was going to say, fun. still love that one. I've actually been participating more in THC just because life summer recreation um but i'm going into the process soon of coming off of my antidepressants so i'm gonna be leaning on cbd a little bit more i feel um i'm actually starting the research for like i don't know how to like what do you google just like tub of cbd oil like where do you like how do you get large quantities tub bucket Oh, CBD. <laughs> Bucket of CBD. What company? Who who, who owns that? <laughs> What's your new perspective on it? So uh, I went into my friendly neighborhood shop the other day. I think this was about a month ago because I had decided that it was going to be a part of my regular routine. And since then, I've been testing out different formats to see like what I react well to, what I like. And the overarching theme that I find really troublesome that I can't get away from very easily is it does make me more groggy the next day. Now, if, like, there's different dosages and, like, sometimes that doesn't happen as much, but I find it kind of frustrating. Like, I'm just finding there is that side effect for me. I'm also extremely sensitive to, like, all types of medications, so once I've decided something is a side effect, then I I notice it a lot more. But, you know, for me, it might be something that's just more centered around the weekends for, like, an extra push into the relaxation. But I'd really like to get to that point of relaxation, how I felt with CBD oil, without having to take it. Um, I'm also excited to get back into yoga once my knee heals. And I've been really avoiding yoga because it's... Of course you have. It's affecting me. But. Two weeks of water intake. How has this week gone? What are your thoughts? Do you recommend? Et cetera, et cetera. Highly recommended. This is one of my favorite challenges so far. I think it really does help me keep focused throughout the day. I mean, all last week I didn't need to get an afternoon coffee because I really was staying like energized all day. My mood was so much better. It was like really steady, um, no headaches. And I wake up in the morning and my skin wasn't puffy at all. I feel like it's actually taken years off my life like it's been really years crazy. years years and years but like to be honest I am uh, encroaching my mid-20s and I do notice some lines on my face I'm like cool with it because I'm like this is life I'm happy to be here and like aging is a part of that whatever but when now that I'm hydrated mm-hmm. I don't notice them at all like 
all the little things that have been going on with my skin that I've started to notice more since I've been moving, since I've moved to this dry climate, have completely disappeared. My skin was really oily and now it's not. It's not oily really at all. It's like a healthy glow level of like shine. It's really awesome. I'm really excited about it. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, I concur. I love drinking water. It really stressed me out in the first week because I just felt gross. I was like trying to drink too much of it for sure. Um, but now that I'm like really just like listening to my body, if you will, I'm just drinking. Like I do really make an effort to like wake up, drink a lot of water, like constantly throughout the day. I always have my water bottle or various drink receptacles I have a new one that my sister bought me. It is a pineapple. I really like it. Amazing. Um, actually, I was thinking today, I was like, oh, I need to get more coconut water because mm-hmm. fucking yes. So good. Um, and I've got a little something from a listener to throw in. Oh, yes. Let's hear it. So this is a message I have from a listener. It says, I have no idea if it's just a placebo effect thing or if I'm actually right, but I started drinking two liters of water minimum almost a week like ago. She started doing this. And she says, I swear my skin didn't break out anywhere nearly as bad as it normally does. Yeah, I think that is a correlation. Right? And then she goes on to say, um, I feel like I'm becoming way better at deciphering if I'm actually hungry or if I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. It's one of those That's things great. where people have preached about drinking water for like, it's a thing. It's just a thing, right? Everybody knows you're supposed to drink more mm. water. Does anybody do it? Fucking no. But once you actually start doing it you actually notice shit. Yeah, and you do have to push it for the first week. But now, do you notice this crazy thing that you, like, get a lot more thirsty regularly and you can recognize thirst a lot more? Yes. I do notice it, and I get more thirsty, so it, like, motivates me to meet those goals a lot more easily. So now it's, like, a struggle not to drink three to four liters. So moving forward, do you think you're going to aim for a certain amount a day, or are you just going to go and try to just drink a lot of water without being strict? I'm just going au natural because like when I start counting stuff that stresses me out. Like I do have this certain thing in my mind, especially when I drink from my one liter water bottle. It's very easy for me to keep track of how many times I've finished that. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I drink from so many different receptacles, it's just like, for me, it's like always having it nearby, always having a water bottle, always mm-hmm. having like, as soon as I go to my parents' house, I grab a water bottle. Like as soon as I like go places, like, I always have them with me, always have water in the car. Like, I'm just a lot more, like, water, 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 water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, what about you? Well, I didn't want to buy a new, like, one liter water bottle just because I I am more inclined to, like, use what I have and make that work instead of just, like, always following that impulse to buy something new. Save the environment. Mm-hmm. So I have to like calculate and keep track because my water bottle that I keep at my desk at work is a 500 milliliter one and the one I have at home is 700 milliliters. So it's a lot of like calculating, which I don't love. So I think what I'm going to do instead is like, you know, do the window when I'm at work, refill my water bottle that's 500 milliliters at least four times. So that's two liters I'm getting in the middle of the day. And then before and after whatever else I drink will just be like a good... Yeah. Extra amount. And then I'll at least meet my like minimum because yeah. living in a dry climate that's an, at elevation like that is the minimum. You For know? Sure. So, yeah, I'm excited to keep going and I'm glad I finally did this. I think it, it helped really just like I feel like I'm fully adjusted to this climate now. I think like I have the tools to like know that if I wake up and like 
I have puffy under eyes and I sensitive delight and I feel like a headache is like hanging around like but just you because had too I didn't much drink alcohol. enough water. Yeah, well that's what it feels like. <laughs> like being constantly dehydrated does feel like like a low that's level hangover at all times. That's exactly what that's a hangover what it is. is. Yeah, a hangover is extreme dehydration. Oh, so that's something I've done these two weeks is I haven't drank. Oh. Because I would say like, nope, I'm doing a challenge. I gotta stay hydrated. Which hasn't been super great, but what I do instead is like I go get the the coconut water that's like ginger lemon in a can. And most people mm-hmm. don't even know that I'm not drinking because yeah. like it's like a can of like a you know, like a spritzer or something. Yeah. Um, or a, like a cooler. So that's been my method. And you know, it's summer, so I would like to go back to having a couple of drinks when I want to, and I will, but now I'll know like that I need to drink water in order to like not have that be the be all end all. Um, my whole thing was like I would try to drink alcohol while I was on this challenge, but literally couldn't because I was so full of water. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot drink. So ten out of ten, I recommend people drink your fucking water. Yeah, ten out of ten. This is a good challenge. I think this is one that like undeniably I can carry with me going forward without it being like I don't foresee it ever having a negative effect. A few people brought up to me during the challenge. They're like, well, have you heard of people dying from drinking too much water? And I'm like, yes. But that's Do you like know what it takes to realm. induce water intoxication? I was going to say, and the only reason people know about that is because there was a specific instance out of the States where some kid, it was during hazing of like a fraternity where some kid died of literal like water intoxication. Deaths that were associated with drinking too much water was about 10 to 20 liters in a couple of hours 10 to 20 liters in a couple of hours like that would be so difficult to do you'd have to be constantly taking i don't think i've ever drank 10 liters in a day no way it's hard to drink four liters in a day holy fucking fuck fuck sorry that was a lot of swearing but that's a lot of water yeah so i'm not concerned samezies just like listen to your body if you're thirsty So many people, I feel, are so much more inclined. I feel like people these days have this weird, like, aversion to water because it doesn't taste like anything. And I'm like, if you just actually make a habit of drinking water, you will start to, like, crave just the, like, naturalness of water. It's so funny that we're posting. Are we posting a skin picture tomorrow? Yeah. So I'm going to tell everybody right now my skin is garbage. It's not. Because, no, it is. Do you see this? Do Do you see this thing? One. Oh, it's he. It's my whole face, though. No, no, no. I got a whole mountain range, so you can take that. That okay? Fair, 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 fair. It's just so funny that it's like two weeks later, my skin is worse. Do you think your skin is better? Oh, hundred percent. But then I looked your in the mirror. Your skin looks really great. Thank you. So, like, I am starting to learn the patterns of my skin and what it reacts to. If I eat ice cream, I break out. Like direct correlation. That's and there fuck. was a sale for Hagen Dawes. It's two fifty, it's two dollars and fifty cents a pint. So like, you had to buy five. I did. I bought Good. exactly five. Good. I would hope. That obviously. was the sale. That was yeah. the sale. You had to buy five to get the sale. Yeah. So I did it, and I did Good. buy one that's non-dairy. So I'm hoping that like yeah. I'll just that'll be my alternative. But I just had like a couple bites the other day, and I'm like, oh shoot, I messed it up. Messed my skin. All right, so we will dive into a new challenge after we take a break. 
Hey, my namaspays. I just want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. It's really important that we get more followers. So definitely make sure, you know, whenever you're listening to us, put it in your Instagram stories, tweet at us, you know, check in on Facebook or whatever you have to do. But make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Leave us a review with a challenge idea. Maybe slide into our DMs with a topic idea that you'd like to hear us rant about. And at the end of the day, you can always contact us on Facebook at Just Relax Pod, Instagram at Just Relax Pod, Twitter at Just Relax Pod. Our Gmail is justrelaxpod at gmail.com. And you can always find us on our website at justrelaxpod.com. So, Rachel, I know kind of nothing about this new challenge. This is all your domain. Well, the cool thing about this challenge is there isn't a whole lot you need to know going into it. It's not like this is one that's like totally backed by science in some ways. Like there isn't direct research because this one can really be tailored to everyone's lifestyle and it's customizable. So it's kind of like a more of a free-for-all. But what we're going to do is incorporate silence into our day-to-day lives silence so that means you know we did we did meditation we've done prayers we've tried to take moments to like have that mental clarity and have that silence in our headspace so what this is going to entail is us not filling all of our in-between time downtime and you know time when we're trying to get work done with something in our ears and another distraction to make it more interesting So we're not going to listen to music, walk into work like I do. I'm just going to walk in silence. I'm going to really try and find time during the day where I just like don't do anything. Except maybe the one task at hand. You seem very confused. I'm just trying to think of when I'm going to be silent. (laughs) Like maybe on my, because I don't walk to work, it's too far away. But like maybe on my drive to work. On your drive, yeah. Which is so funny because I hate driving in silence. I know. And like, so this this uh, idea has stemmed from a book I read called Silence in the Age of Noise by Erling Kegg. It's a Norwegian author, and he's the only person who has hiked both Mount Everest, the North Pole, and to the South Pole. All oh, cool. He's a really cool guy, like an adventure guy, very outdoorsy, and he's written this novel. Um, sorry, he's written more of like an expose on like how silence functions in our day-to-day lives and why it's so valuable and how we've lost the idea of silence. So the noise that I'm talking about really is like from technology. So how we need to have the TV on when we're making dinner or we need to watch TV in the evening or we need to have something on in the background when we're working out like music or, you know, work out to a workout class. Like what if we just took the time to like allow ourselves to just be without cluttering up our mental space with other noise? Okay. So the whole method to this, and I do recommend people read this book. I'm going to... I think next episode go in and like maybe read a couple passages because there's really interesting things that he talks about. But cool. the I, the concept is so simple. Like think about when you were younger, you would like drift off to sleep, making up these own stories for yourself and like working through the things of your day and go through these problems. But now we just stare at a phone to like yeah fall asleep. But all the content we're inputting into our brains is like from an outside source. So if we just like allowed ourselves to be silent and like closed our eyes and in that space, we would work through our problems a lot easier. If I walked to work without playing a podcast or listening to music, I'd probably in my subconscious be like untangling this like mess 
of my consciousness or like at least thinking about something that I can learn from. But instead, I populate my brain with like all this input from something else that really doesn't benefit me too much, save for the podcast that like really teach me something or the music that makes me feel really good. But most of it is just to fill that space. Right. So in your life, in your day to day, what can you think of that is just filler to like avoid silence? Oh, 100% podcasts. Yeah. Like the first thing I do when I wake up and get ready for like work is I put on a podcast. That's like the number one. Um, I also really love having the TV on. Like uh, during the school year, I would sit and write papers and just put like a documentary on. Like just to have that noise. Like I grew up in a house where it was like the food network was always the like white noise in the background. And so like, I'm really accustomed to having noise in the background. Mm -hmm. And um, like my boyfriend really loves playing music. So like even tonight when we were making dinner, there was like music on and stuff. And it's like, there's always something. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I'm curious to to see if it like does make me more calm to like just get deeper into my own psyche a little bit because I have a lot of memories as a kid where I would just like spend time by myself without really doing anything, without having any input of of noise. And I remember like really getting to the root of like a lot of problems or like what I was actually Um, It's so interesting because I remember when you originally suggested this, it made me think about when I was in high school and I worked at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. And granted, grocery stores always play the radio. Um, but I remember just like doing my job. I was like, I stocked shelves and I would just like stock shelves for hours. And I worked through, like, that's how I decided where I was going to university. That's how I decided like all these big, like, I loved it. I like thrived on this, like just mindless work where I would just think Mm -hmm. like just having that space and that time to like dedicate to thinking. It's so funny. We don't, Unless you have something like that, like a job where it's like, well, I've got nothing better to do. Might as well think through all of my life choices. Like, we never set time aside for that. Like, that's not a natural human thing to do. Not at all. We try to actually avoid that, actually. We do. We do. And we really do. And that's what this book explores, too, is that there's so much fear attached to silence. Like, people seem to actually go a bit nuts, like, when they are faced with their silence. One thing that seems to be an overarching theme is people avoid it at all costs because then you kind of have to like face the things that you've been stressed about, the Mm -hmm. things that you've been concerned about, the things that you're not happy with. Like imagine if we just took one hour to sit and think about our lives and reflect on where we're at and where we want to be and what we want out of life. And if the people we choose to have in our life are good for us, like one hour, we could probably come to some pretty big life conclusions. So what if we took those little pockets of silence that we are gifted, but we avoid and actually use them to like work through some shit. I anticipate there being a struggle with me because f- it's going to be such a uh, reflex to put on sound. I like agree. my radio is already on in my car. So mm-hmm. to like purposefully go out of my way to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And then also when I do that, I like listen to the way my car drives and I don't actually know what that sounds like very well because I mostly listen to music. And then I'm like, is that a good sound? Is that a bad sound? Is that a normal sound? Does that sound usually there? And then I overanalyze what my car sounds like. Just barking. I'm just like, what? I'm just waiting for it just to pass. I know. And I know it's not hairy. It's my window. I mean, you could be waiting a while. See, you can't always ignore the, the sounds around you. But, <laughs> um, oh, lame. Uh, yeah. but, but that's, that's kind of like a metaphor. If I'm going to get like really deep into this. So you put on music and sound in your car. So you don't actually hear what it sounds like. 
So you can like ignore it. If, it, if there's something wrong, if there's a problem, if something's abnormal, you wouldn't even know because you don't know what the regular natural pace of things is and the natural noises. But if you were always listening to your car, then when something was wrong, you'd be able to immediately identify it. Where are the cars, Heather? We are the cars. <laughs> we are the cars. I'm super into this challenge. Like, I think this is like revolutionary and I think we need it so badly in this day and age. Like, constant noise cannot, like, be good. it just seems like we're ignoring so much and we want to because there's so much shit happening. And like, I also want to say like, if you, if it is a coping mechanism for you and you are like working through stuff, like don't participate in this challenge. Like that's sure. totally cool. Cause I do understand like some people need that podcast, that, that song, that whatever they yeah. need to get through the day. Like that is, that is your, your way of working through that problem. I just mean for, for, you know, other people who, who realize that it's kind of impeding their, their thought process and like, it's not actually helping them. The silence that I've found the most beautiful and like serene and like calming for me is when I've been drawing. Cause I used to do like technical botanical mm-hmm. drawings. That was my piece. So I think it'd be cool if for the next two weeks we really looked at the best places for us where we can find that silence. So it might, might not be for you driving in silence. Maybe it'll be cooking dinner in silence. True. Yeah. But you kind of have to explore the different different ways different places for it how do you feel about reading yeah i'd say that's definitely silence okay time. Okay. yeah that'd be cool. okay 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 you can get behind that yeah yeah yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. i actually do like i that was another thing i thought about when you suggested the challenge is like years ago when life was simpler <laughs> and i could spend like an entire afternoon like four or five hours just like sitting in pure dead silence reading a book mm-hmm. I was like damn yeah that was that was good times yeah it's good times it's serene there's something really cool about silence there is. and maybe 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 that is our biological way of like dealing with stuff and like it is the ultimate stress reliever but we just don't let it happen maybe that's why as a population we're so stressed out Mmm, noise can be a stress. Noise can be a stressor. It is. With prayer, you are actively organizing your thoughts into like certain things. So, like, what we're just talking, take the noise out. Like, this is a much more subconscious thing. You think? Yeah. Like, I think if we don't control it and we don't set parameters to it, it'll naturally like happen where we have that subconscious conversation with herself and like we just get in our headspace where we're chatting with ourselves and working through problems like I think that could be fine like there's value in that too we don't have we you could be thinking about like that nail polish color you want to paint your nails like it doesn't have to be deep and like life altering I just think it's good to allow ourselves to do that yeah literally just give yourself time I think it's gonna be cool so I recommend Reading the book, if you're really interested in this topic, Silence in the Age of Noise, Erling Keg. I'll post a picture of it on Instagram. Um, it has kind of, like, altered me a little bit. There's just so many beautiful thoughts he goes through in here, and it's just a really simple book. At, like, you can read it in a couple sittings. It's really, like, easy to digest. He just talks about the silence he found walking to the North Pole and what it took for him to get through those great feats, but also, like, 
the silence it takes to just like navigate day to day and like interact and have the energy to like meet all your expectations yeah you get that through silence so the question is do you anticipate walking to the north pole when you're finished this challenge i do i really do beautiful excellent i like that that's the direction we're taking i would just like to read a passage from this book Please read us a passage, Rachel. Everybody, picture a crackling fire, a pipe, mahogany. I am wearing small glasses at the end of my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Just before he died, the neurologist Oliver Sacks focused on starry nights. He read about how to exchange the hard problem of understanding how the brain gives rise to unconsciousness and other ambitions for the benefit of merely sitting alone, gazing at the stars. I saw the entire sky powdered with stars. Such a sky could be seen only on high, dry plateaus like that of Atacama in Chile, where some of the world's most powerful telescopes are. It was a celestial splendor that suddenly made me realize how little time, how little life I had left. My sense of the heaven's beauty of eternity was inseparably mixed for me with a sense of transience and death. When he wrote this, Sax was so weak that he could not walk and had to be pushed by friends in a wheelchair out to the night sky. Right at the end of his life, he began surrounding himself with metals and minerals as little emblems of eternity, a practice he had not engaged in since childhood. In knowing oneself, you know others. And when I read Sachs, I feel that he, like Nansen, by turning his gaze upwards, turned it inwards towards his inner silence and uncovered forgotten sides into that universe, which to me is just as mysterious as the outer space that surrounds us. One universe stretches outwards and the other inwards. To me, the latter universe is of the greatest interest. For me, as the poet Emily Dickinson rightly concluded, the brain is wider than the sky. I fully got chills. Yeah. Like, when you said, like, the line, like, he hadn't done that since he was a little boy, I was like, whoa. I was like, that's amazing. It takes you back to such this, like, natural, innocent, untainted version of yourself. And that's what I think we need to focus on, too, is, like, that level of silence is, like, a way for us to just, you know, reach that inner space because that's where we are. Like, you know, I truly miss falling asleep without looking at a phone before falling asleep because I remember the great stories I, like, just made up, like, piecing little things from my day together. And I would actually be excited to go to bed early because I you know, would have an extra hour to lay there with my eyes closed. Not sleeping, True. but, like, thinking. And, like, I truly... Imagining. I truly miss that person. Like, I miss that version of myself, and I think, like, this could be really nice to get back to that. Just, Anyways. like, trying to find the joy in things. Yeah, and, like, trying to be better at connecting with our internal voice. I think that'll help us deal with any stress and, like, work through things a lot better. So it's a, it's a time to reconnect to fill our days with some silence and we'll regroup and we'll see where we're at. I like it. Okay, go team. Go team. Find your silence. Yo, I'm going to start posting pictures of where I'm finding my silence. Thanks for listening, everybody. Before we end, I need to give a shout out to my niece and my nephew (gasps) who listen to this podcast with their mom, my sister. And they're so supportive. And every time I talk to them, they ask me about the challenges and how it's going. And it's so sweet. They're my 
biggest little fans. So, Sophie, Benny, love you guys. Oh, that's so nice. They're the best. <laughs>